rewatch film review what did we see in the 49ers second preseason game of course of course the quarterback sam versus trey but the shakeup in the defensive backfield a new nickel cornerback and what about the newest 49er javon hargrave all that and more coming up on today's locked on 49ers you are locked on 49ers your daily san francisco 49ers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day to Locked Up 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Shout out to all the everydayers out there. Make sure you are an everydayer. Subscribe up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Speaking of tickets and, and watching football games, getting excited. We're getting close. One more tune up, one more preseason game, and then the real thing happens. So um, we went back and watched a little bit more of this preseason week number two game. And I want to start with your specialty, the defensive backs out there. And my first question for you is, Diamador Lenore in the nickel is that a demotion? Does does D'Amador Lenore having more positional flexibility hurt him? So now he's playing 70% of the snaps instead of 100% of the snaps if he's fully moved from outside cornerback to nickel corner. You know, the interesting with guys that can do both, right? I mean, because he legit started most of your games last year on the outside playing cornerback. Uh, he started this offseason, really played the entire offseason on the outside. I don't even think I saw him at practice have any reps in the nickel spot. You get into week one of the preseason, he's not out there. He's a vet. He sits. Week two, he's in the nickel. So my thing is, and I, and I was wondering this when I watched Isaiah Oliver against the Raiders, why is he out there and not sitting with the rest of the starters? Maybe because he's not your starter. Maybe, you know, this was something that we didn't see coming, but, hey, Diamond Lenore, we're going to move him inside. Now, the interesting thing here, there have been several defensive backs who play on the outside and base and then move into the slot. Most notably, probably Chris Harris Jr., who is a pro ball, all-pro cornerback. He was a guy who, in base situations, he's on the outside. All right. Nickel situations, he slides inside and then they had whoever their reserve corner was uh, would come in and play on the outside there. I'm curious if the 49ers go that route. They did not in the preseason game. In the preseason game, he was in the nickel and on the outside, it was Ambry Thomas and they stuck with that. So uh, get your best guys on the field. And right now on the outside, Lenore is likely your second best corner and he should be out there in base situations and then just slide them inside. So you talked about demotion. If he is just a nickel, there's definitely a demotion when it comes to the pay between the outside guys and guys that only play inside the nickel. And at practice, we didn't see him in the nickel either. Remember, we were talking about number two. We are like, man, he looks a lot faster wearing number two. He was out there at outside corner in practice. So this seems like a scramble for the 49ers and not something they were planning at all. Right. And, you know, I'm curious to see who else gets a shot there. We, we've seen some guys kind of play there in the nickel spot. Samuel Womack, he's the guy that has kind of moved around and played both. Womack, people forget this. He started the season last year in the nickel spot. First two games. I think it was week three. They came out and it was Diamandula Noor in the nickel. And then he started until uh, Emmanuel Mosley went down with an injury, which I haven't checked on Emmanuel Mosley. How's he doing for the Lions if he's out there? But Mosley was 
uh, outside, and then he got hurt. Then they moved Lenore outside full time and then played Jimmy Ward in the slot, which that made sense because that was part of Jimmy Ward's versatility. There's being a guy who can definitely hold it down in the nickel spot, even though I don't think he necessarily cared to play there, <laughs> at least at first, and eventually he embraced it. But they can do more. They can have him there, and if there is anybody else, it's going to be Oliver because right now – I don't want to say I'm disappointed with Oliver. I didn't have like these high hopes. They it felt like they they thought, okay, th this is the answer to our nickel solution after losing a guy like Ward who played where well there down the stretch. But I don't know. They could be scrambling, like you said. Did you hear the comments from Ambry Thomas saying that mentally he wasn't with it last year and that he thought since the way that his rookie season ended, he was kind of going to get given that starting spot on the outside and he came in with a different mindset this year. And that might be why we've seen his play go up and down. And now that he's playing at a, at a higher level. And what did you see from Ambry Thomas in the first two preseason games? Crock? Well, he had a nice pass breakup. I think he was doing some things. Well, he got beat on the double move. Now, now listen, let me, and I know I defend defensive backs a lot, y'all. But double moves are the most difficult thing to guard when you're playing from off coverage. And when he got beat on the double move, there's just a few seconds before halftime. They have no timeouts left. He probably shouldn't have bit on it. Like, catch the ball in front of you, come down, make the tackle. Like, that's ideally what you want to do. Don't bite on the double move to where there's a guy that has, you know, five-yard separation on you now. And then eventually, I want to say it was Jair Brown, made the tackle – that really kind of saved the the 49ers defense from giving up points there, but that can't happen. And that's kind of a mental breakdown. You have to be more aware of the situation. You and I, before we came on here, we were talking about Trey Lance and, uh, you know, uh, JT O'Sullivan kind of got into him pretty good on one of those like stick routes. Right. And I was just like, there's a chance. I mean, you know, it sounds crazy, but he's seeing a lot of things for the first time. And it's not JT. JT is telling you just how he would coach his guys up. All right. But when you're seeing things or getting in situations for the first time, you don't know how you're going to react. I think it's more so what you learn from it. And if I am Amber Thomas, hopefully somebody told him, dude, let them catch that stick route. Just rally down, make the tackle, and we get up out of here. You cannot get beat on a double move when time is about to run out in the half. Like that is how uh, JT was, was saying, right? Like, you find yourself out the league doing things like that. I would say the same thing about Ambry Thomas. So uh, does he learn from that mistake? Does he have a chance to kind of redeem himself? Outside of that, I thought he's been playing pretty well. Uh, and we're going to talk more about JTL Sullivan's breakdown of Trey Lance, what we saw from Trey Lance, watching back again after you settle down and kind of go through the film a little bit. And a poll that I put up on Twitter about what fans think, uh, who, who fans think that 49ers are going to choose, who Kyle Shanahan will choose as QB2, QB3 for the 49ers, some interesting results a little bit later in the pod. Um, so coach Crocker, it sounds like you would, you would, you would recommend that the 49ers do the thing the Niners did back in the Carlos Rogers days, you know, with, with Culver coming in and Rogers going yeah. into the slot. So Demo starts outside across from Charvarius Ward. Those are the two starting outside corners in base. When you go to nickel Demo's inside, Ambry Thomas is your next best outside corner. You agree? Yeah. Okay. I agree. You don't think as, there's any as, other, as of now, as of what you've seen, do you think, uh, do you think Oliver's just been bad in the nickel? Like, did you watch him and go, "Oh gosh, this guy's not as good as we thought he was supposed to be"? You know, you're. I would have to go back and specifically watch him. I mean, I've noticed some things. Listen, we, you and I thought it was interesting, just in general, with him being in the nickel, 
right? And I know he played well for Atlanta, and I'm just like, his profile isn't quite that of a nickel defender. So the fact that he's giving up these catches and is not necessarily going his way, which that's the NFL. People think that a lot of these guys, it's like, oh, these are third and fourth stringers, you know, like they're future plumbers or, you know, they always kind of throw those things out there. I'm like, look, (laughs) or podcasters, right? They're future air crockers. There is not a lot of separation between most of these, like some of these guys that are starting and like, your practice squad guys. Now, every once in a while, there is the exception. We saw the Brian Allen guy a few years back. We don't want to relive those moments. But for the most part, like, the biggest difference is either inconsistency or just kind of finding your role. You know, I was a big cornerback, and I played well, and I could cover. Like, nobody will ever tell you, like, oh, Croc couldn't cover. He couldn't do this. That's not his issue. I sucked at special teams. Like, that was the difference. That's what separated me from making the Jets 53-man roster um, as opposed to a guy like Darren Walls or a guy like Ellis Langster, you know, who maybe had a little bit more versatility. But if you just watched this and was like, hey, let's see these guys do one-on-ones, you'd probably be like, well, yeah, this big corner number 41 looks like he's the best guy out there. That doesn't matter because that's not the NFL. Like the separation as far as talent goes isn't as much as people think. So when you see some of these guys and there's some like, oh, okay, you're the the – for if flipping from a great moment to a bad moment can happen like this or really on any given play. It's just the great ones and the guys that play for a long time is because they found a role and they're very consistent in that role and they figured that out. And it's like, I, I do this and I do this well and I'm going to do this better than the guy behind me that's still trying to figure out who he is or have those same type of opportunities. All right, I got one more question for you on the 49ers secondary, and I want to talk about the newest 49er, Javon Hargrave, inside. What did he look like in his debut for the 49ers? And, of course, Sam versus Trey next. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by our newest sponsor, Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be a stressful thing, right? It should be fun, exciting. You're going to an event, sports, music, comedy, theater, whatever it is near you, game time gets you there fast and easy. It is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all of your favorite events, including those sporting events. I use game time to go to a Giants game. It was like perfect. Giants baseball games, like last minute. I'm going to Giants game, right? Let's go. Open up the Game Time app. It is the place to go to get your tickets. I get asked that all the time, too. And that answer is Game Time. Download the Game Time app and forget planning months in advance if you don't want to. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day and the moments before the event. Get exclusive flash deals as well on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. You name it. You can find those tickets at Game Time with the Game Time guarantee, which means you'll always get the best price. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay. Um, Do you think, one more question here about the 49ers secondary, because we're trying to figure out the numbers and who's going to make the roster and who's going to actually be there for the 49ers. And some things are still to be determined here in the final preseason game this week. If Isaiah Oliver's not your starting nickel, like where does he play? Where does he fit on your roster? One of the things we talked about was like, man, Isaiah Oliver going to nickel is weird. Cause if you're 200 pounds, 
if you're 200 pounds and you can play nickel and you move inside, shouldn't you be a safety at some point in the NFL? So maybe there's maybe maybe we'll see him start play some other positions. We've seen Hartsfield kind of move around and play some positions. By the way, is Steve Wilkes 0 for 2 in Oliver and Hartsfield, his guys he brought in for the 49ers this offseason? Because why haven't they been like, you know what? Let's reach out to Eric Crocker and have him evaluate the defensive backs and we'll bring in the guys that he thinks will fit. (laughs) Why has no team done that yet? (laughs) I don't know, man. Our consulting services are available for any team that wants them, man. And I think uh, some teams could benefit from that knowledge. Locked on consulting? Let's go. <laughs> let's, go. let's do it, man. Um, because like I'm Womack needs to get some reps inside just to have versatility. I talked to, we talked about this last week with the offensive lineman, like Il Manning playing left tackle. Let's see him at guard a little bit too. Let's see Poe on both sides. And we saw that this week, Poe going from left side to right side in the first two preseason games. Cause if you're going to be a reserve, you got to have some flexibility. So, um, you know, it, to me, you need some you need multiple players that can play multiple spots. So I, I would like to see Womack back inside again, and maybe it'll be like we thought last year with Womack and Demo inside. Who knows? But um, if Oliver's not your first team nickel corner, is there even a place for him on the roster? I think that's the big question. And right now, it feels like the way they brought him in is like you're just a nickel, even though he obviously came into the NFL as somebody that plays outside. How do they view him? I think for, for them, it feels like maybe they have their outside guys. And, hey, your biggest value for us and why we're signing you is to solely play nickel. And if you can't do that, then maybe we don't need to pay you whatever we have remaining on your contract. Right. Yeah, that's an interesting one. And I would have to look at what the guarantees are. But if there's not a lot of guarantees on that roster or on that contract for Isaiah Oliver, I think the writing might be on the wall. A surprising cut. One of the most surprising cuts potentially for the 49ers unless he – um, you know, shows out playing outside or, or playing inside in this final preseason game. We'll see what happens there. Uh, the starters weren't on the field a lot, man, but it was really fun watching Javon Hargrave in his first action with the 49ers. We saw him a little bit in training camp and we've seen some photos of him and just how wide he is and how low to the ground he is. Like that's what a defensive tackle is built like, right? Uh, and then the first couple snaps, like, okay, let's see something, Javon Hargrave. And then boom, you see this move and he's got this ability to, string together moves and move fluidly for how big he is. Cause you see him as like, well, that's a nose tackle, right? He looks like he's 320 pounds and he's listed at 305. I don't know how big he is. He's not that tall, but he's so thick hipped and, and so wide in the base, but to see his explosiveness with his size and how stout he is was pretty fun to watch. There was two plays. There was the pass rush he made was just such a quick move um, with power and explosiveness to, to push up the field. And then when, um, I don't know if it was Wilson or the backup at this point. It must have been Wilson, right? Because the ones were in the game. Um, took off and and scrambled up the middle, and Hargrave went back and chased him and caught him. Yeah. And in that short area, that movement for a big man is like, okay, we, we're on to something. That's that's special ability right there. That, that was a big-time pursuit play. And just kind of watch him, and you know, he grabbed the back of his legs and, and or feet dang near mm-hmm. and just got him down. But again, I talked about the difference between the high-level guys and maybe some of the guys that are a little bit more inconsistent. Some of it just has to do with just will and effort, right? And that's what we saw on that play. Like, that was all effort. He had a play like that. T.Y. McGill had a play like that on the screen where he turned, chased, and pursued and tackled a guy for a very minimal game, which it looked like he was going to get going upfield. So uh, I don't know if his hard grades rubbing off on the guy like McGill or McGill, he's a veteran, and he's rubbing off on uh, hard graves as well. But seeing those big guys and the way they're rubbing, I guess that's a, a reflection of coaching and what they're getting from Kassert. 
motor, one of the most important things on a scouting report for a defensive lineman and definitely witnessed in there. It was big for T.Y. McGill to make the team, by the way, too, because he had a pretty dismal first preseason game. It's so nice to see him bounce, bounce back. And uh, effort is so huge everywhere. But with the defensive line, especially, that motor is so important because it's rare that you win with that first initial move in the NFL. you got to be able to string moves together. You've got to be able to – uh, pursue and and keep the heat on on quarterbacks and, and chase down ball carriers. So it's fun to see that. It's a small sample of Hargrave, but uh, I, I think I like the results. Things would be real nice inside there. Now you just got to get Nick Bosa signed. We got to talk Trey, Trey Lance, Sam Darnold, Croc. Um, going back and watching Trey's performance and um, some really good throws in there. My two favorite throws, I think that not a lot of people are talking about were the two throws. Actually, his two best and his worst throw might have been all uh, to targeting Sneed. I think it was all three of the Sneed targets. There was two where he just saw it quick, boom, balls in there, accurate, tight window throw, loved seeing those. And then the one where, you know, he the, the turn down, right? He doesn't see him open, waits too long, finally throws it, incomplete pass to uh, to Willie Sneed, um, there was a lot of good. There was a lot of bad with Trey Lance. So what did you think after you watched it again with Trey Lance's performance crop? No, I think the toughest thing is just trying to figure out, again, who he is and what he does. And it's like, is he always just going to be a guy that just gives you up and down, right? Does he all, is he always going to be a guy that, you know, you watch and then you see these things where it's like, oh, man, we just need to continue to build on this. Because the first part of it was ugly. And is it as simple as just, hey, the more he kind of plays, the more he throws, he gets in the groove. I feel like we're saying that every time we watch him play. And at what point is it like, well, this is kind of just him? Or is it like, no, I just need to string together games where I'm playing. And the more you see me do those things, then I won't turn down these throws because I've made this throw several times, which, I mean, we've seen him do it in practice. But, you know, being comfortable enough with the pass protection to do it live in the game. Uh, some of the throws when he ended up completing six straight passes, like I didn't think that they were like, oh, these are just gimme throws or simple throws. There's, there were some tight window throws. There were some great timing throws. So is it solely about him just being able to see it, play in rhythm, and then everything else ties together? Like those are the things that probably really kind of drive Kyle Shanahan crazy because I see one play where you do it right, and I'm like, wow, this is beautiful. This is why we drafted you. And then I see another play where it's like, wow, that was ugly. Why should I play you over a guy like Sam Darnold? Like, you know, and I think that's what Kyle is going through in his head right now. The ugly versus the good and are the ugly ugly because, well, I just haven't played a lot and I just need those reps that Kyle's been talking about. You and I have been talking about. Really, everybody's been talking about, oh, it just needs to play. It just needs the reps. At what point do you say, well, I can't afford to give you these reps. I just need you to do it right. Like, just see it right. Do it right. Unfortunately, that's just not realistic for quarterbacks. Like, quarterbacks, they have to see it. They have to go through it. So he's in a very tough spot for him. It's a perfect segue to our next conversation here, Croc. Is San Francisco even the, the best place still for Trey Lance this season and beyond? Uh, I put a poll out there for what listeners think will uh, happen with Trey Lance and Sam Darnold. Who will be the number two for the 49ers between those two quarterbacks? And uh, JTO Sullivan's breakdown on Trey Lance. All that next. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long, whether you're prepping for your draft or scouting the waiver wire. Every week, we're going to provide you with players that are a guaranteed fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming weeks, let's see who Vinny picked out for 
eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. And uh, there is some good one on the list here. And I know Croc is, is fond of Darren Waller this season for the New York Giants. If you're looking for a player to take in fantasy football drafts who will spark his new team's offense and also help you speed to victory, then use a luxury pick on Giants tight end Darren Waller, who might be the number one target in town, by the way. And then looking at his talent and uh, how Dable has a, a lack of other talents to to call plays for in that offense. I really do like Darren Waller this year if he can stay healthy for those New York Giants. So if the f- top few tight ends are gone, maybe target Darren Waller in your fantasy leagues. That is a guaranteed fit from Vinny Iyer of Locked On Fantasy Sports. And eBay Motors knows the championship team is about each player being that perfect fit. It's the same for your vehicle with eBay guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle. Right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part your vehicle needs the first time. The right parts and accessories that fit your vehicle. Just look for the green check, get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. So I put a poll out, Croc, on who people think will be, uh, who people think Kyle Shanahan will choose between Sam Darnold and Brock, and Sam Darnold and Trey Lance, excuse me, as the 49ers second quarterback. And I said this in the poll. I said, uh, who wins the 49ers QB2 job? Not who you want to win it, who will Kyle choose as the backup to Purdy based on camp and preseason? I'm going to ask you, Croc, and I don't know if you've seen the poll and the results, but I want you to tell me what you think the poll results are going to be. I saw, well, I saw it yesterday. I okay. think, around the time you had maybe put it out. And I saw it was heavily in favor of Trey Lance. Yes. Yep. 62.8 to 37.2. So um, 60, over 60-40 trans. Uh, Trey Lance to Sam Darnold. And to be honest with you, if I was betting, I would put the odds exactly flipped of that, that it's a 60% chance Sam Darnold gets the job and and 40% Trey Lance is Kyle's pick based on everything we've seen. Um, and I, I go back to JCO Sullivan's latest breakdown of Trey Lance, and he kind of saw things the way I saw it. And look, there was a lot of good late for Trey Lance, but he used a term that I thought was really interesting about one of the plays. It was the uh, where he threw it underneath and didn't see the linebacker uh, with Snead. Oh, I think it was Snead on that play as well now that I think about it. Um, and he said it was this is this type of play is disqualifying for you to play NFL football. And I thought that was a really interesting way to put it because that is obviously not a good thing. Uh, and I think that's where Kyle is with his decisions. And we just talked about it a little bit, Croc. And clearly, the evidence is there that Trey Lance needs more reps. But if you're choosing your guy right now, as good as Trey Lance could be, he's not there yet. And you might not be the in the right situation to give him those reps to get to where he could be. So you choose the more consistent guy. And I think even Trey Lance fans that want him to win the job over Sam Darnold would have to admit that in the preseason games, Sam Darnold has been more consistent than Trey Lance. I think what, what Trey Lance needs is a clean game, and he hasn't had that. Even when you look at Sam Darnold so far, right, and this is if you remove all your biasness and all that, you also have to remove 
the the thoughts of Sam Darnold on New York and Carolina. He, he's not on those teams. He's in a different situation, different coaching, and different offense, right? So just what you've seen from him so far with the 49ers. Now, we didn't go to every practice. I didn't go to every practice, but I went to enough to see that I didn't feel like there was ever a drastic drop-off from Sam Darnold. I didn't see, like, these drastically, like, ugly throws. And with Trey so far, and also with Sam Darnold, I haven't seen those throws in the game either. Like, I haven't seen a throw where it's just like, dang, Sam. All I've seen is, oh, that was a good throw. Oh, man, hit Ronnie Bill down the field. Oh, man, good out route, timing, rhythm, look fluid. Oh, man, man, he played with his legs. Oh, man, you threw a ball to Jack Coletto, who's wide open in the flats. He scores a touchdown, but you miss it, right? Like, you just, there's this level of, if I had to guess, for Kyle Comfort in Sam Darnold. I would, I would do a poll asking the fans this, and maybe they answer honestly, maybe they don't. When Sam Darnold drops back to throw, from what you've seen with the 49ers, do you feel more confident that he's going to execute the throw, or do you feel more confident that Trey Lance is? And I feel like there is a lot of upside. I Listen, I believe in Trey Lance, and I believe that he will get there. But if I'm Kyle Shanahan right now, he's not going off of the belief system. He's going to be going off of what do I know Sam Darnold is going to do playing and play out. And so far, with the 49ers, I'm not talking about with the Panthers. I'm not talking about with the New York Jets. And there was a lot of ugly there. I'm just talking about with the 49ers. So far, I think he feels like he knows more about, hey, Sam Darnold, he's just going to see it. He sees the field better, which he should, right? I mean, we're talking about a guy, 55 career starts, comparing him to a guy that has, like, four starts and barely even played that, right? Like, so the things that we're talking about, that, like, those things should be the case. The issue is, for one guy, you've invested a lot in him, and you want him to be more where Sam Donald is, but you haven't had the opportunity to get him those type of reps. He snapped his ankle. Like, that's nobody's fault. But maybe I guess the guy that maybe called the play or a guy that missed a block. But ultimately, as a, you know, when you're identifying like these guys and where they're at, Sam Darnold is just ahead of where Trey is. And he should be just based off of experience. He should be. But it's just unfortunate for Trey. And right now, I think every time he drops back to throw, we see that until she was late in the last game. So can he put together like that fourth quarter or that second half of the fourth quarter? where it was just like, he's seeing it, he's letting it rip, he's accurate, he's moving the ball, he's consistent. Three straight scoring drives, right? Can we continue to see that version of him? And if so, then we're not only having no debate about him being able to play over Sam Donald, he'd be playing over uh, Brock Purdy too. But unfortunately, that's not the version of the trade that we see all the time. So he has a big opportunity in the week three of the preseason game to just go out there and – People say let it rip. I think he might have been letting it rip a little too much when he almost threw, like, an interception. But just, like, be that guy that we saw late. If you're that guy, then can't nobody touch you, and you're good. Unfortunately, it's really, like, the highs and lows are probably a little bit too much for Kyle. So I would assume that, like you, it's more 60-40 in favor of Sam Darnold. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. And and one more opportunity for Trey in the preseason to show everybody that because you can't inject 50 starts of experience into Trey Lance, right? Will when when Trey Lance when Trey Lance has as many starts as Sam Darnold, will he be better than Sam Darnold was over the course of those starts? I think he will be because there was a lot of bad with Sam Darnold, right? Turn the ball over almost twice a game. 
uh, 90 turnovers in 55 games. I think it is. And I think it's 55 exact interceptions and then a bunch of fumbles as well, which is, uh, you know, on top of the interceptions that Sam Darnold has thrown his, his career. Once the games start and if Brock Purdy gets hurt and Trey's traded away, will Sam Darnold start throwing interceptions and turn the ball over for the 49ers? I don't know, because that's what he's done in his career. It probably wouldn't shock me if he started doing that. He just hasn't done it yet. And we haven't seen that. And if you take the turnovers away from Sam Darnold, he turns into a much better quarterback. And so we've seen the non-turnover version so far of of Sam Darnold. Now, well, the two turnovers they went off of Bill's right. hands. Exactly. He's not the reason for the turnovers, and he is a reason. Even his go, go back and watch his last game with the Panthers. He had a really bad turnover in that game. I mean, uh, that's his last real game, his last regular season game. Um, and then, so Trey has an opportunity to, to show us, okay, he needs more reps, but he only needs a few more reps. He doesn't need 50 more starts to be there and be that guy. He only needs a few, and maybe he's getting them right now. And so I think you nailed it, seeing him start faster and not start slow and have a consistent game where he looks like he looked at the end of the last game and doesn't show any of the stuff where he looked at the beginning of last game or looked like at all for most of the uh, preseason game number one. If he has that sort of a game in week three, I think it could be the opportunity, maybe the last opportunity for Trey Lance to be a guy that the 49ers want to uh, hang around and, and continue to develop. If not, it might be up to another team to develop Trey Lance. Because, look, this is why I asked the question, is the 49ers the best place for Trey Lance's future? Because on one hand, if you're the number two quarterback and you're Trey Lance, you're one play away from being a starter, which is just as close as you're going to be on any other football team, and you already know the offense, and it's a better team, and you could really do a lot of great things if you played a full season. I think Trey would look pretty good eventually, but we just don't know, right, what Trey's going to look like for a full season uh, as a starter, and we didn't get to see that growing those growing pains last year for the full season. But if you're the number three quarterback, you're not going to be you're not one play away anymore, and you're not going to be getting first or second team reps, right? There's, you don't get much playing time in practice to get better, so you're not getting those reps that you need. So that to me is a huge one for Trey Lance and the 49ers. If Lance is going to be the three. He's better off somewhere else. If he's going to be the two, I think the 49ers is the best place for Trey Lance. There's no better place for him than being with the 49ers if he is Brock Purdy's backup this season. Unfortunately for him, I think he needs to be somebody's one. Like He just needs to play. Like That needed to happen before the draft, right? Because he can't go win somebody's number one job without playing for him in the preseason. He would have to need some other – he would have to need someone to fall on their face and and be – terrible or just get hurt which would be he'd be he's just as close with the 49ers as he would be with any other team at this point now for this year but someone who believes in him and develop him into the future maybe that helps him somewhere else but as far as being a number two Niners is the best place for him now because he doesn't have the opportunity to compete for a number one job anywhere anymore because that needed to happen sooner so but if you're gonna be the number three at the 49ers I think you are better off going somewhere else and having a better opportunity of working your way in and and then proving you're, you're the guy for somebody else and getting a fresh start. I think some of it too, what we're seeing is just him being a little tight, right? Where like he knows like he's getting crushed. Everybody knows that. Like he's getting crushed in the media. I think a lot of, I'm like, wow, like why, why y'all say, like talk about this kid, the way that y'all do, it almost feels like personal, like to the, to the extent that they're going, but does he feel that pressure? And because of that, is it like, man, I, I can't let it rip the way I want because in the back of my head, it's like, I don't want to mess up. You know, I, I don't want to mess up. I don't, I don't want to miss this throw as opposed to somebody like, like let's say Brock Purdy. But Brock Purdy, even when, when Brock Purdy was QB3 last year, hey, care. I'm just going to let it rip and, and I'm good. Let's go. 
right? You don't have that same type of pressure on you. I'd say Brock Purdy right now. I, mean, I don't care. I'll throw an interception. He threw another inter- he threw a pick six today in practice. But guess what? It doesn't matter. Right? Like it doesn't matter. So Trey, unfortunately, every single throw, he goes out there and is like, I'm being judged on this, like harshly. I think with him, maybe some of the things that he's passing up at times, he's thinking about that. But late in the game, it felt like he was like, listen, I done threw a tipped interception to this offensive lineman. I done didn't pull the trigger on this deep crossing route. You know what? I'm just going to go let it rip. And then it looked great. Yep. Can he do that for his entire outing? And I think that's what Kyle Shanahan wants to see. Might only have one more opportunity to do that as a San Francisco 49er. It's going to be a really interesting few weeks. Trey Lance, um, Nick Bosa, Will when will that be signed? And how much of the ones do we see in preseason week number three? Uh, thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Eric and I back, as we always are, tomorrow right here, Locked On 49ers.